0: And Pete, can I just have just a little bit more volume? Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for this day, setting aside a day of worship for us to come into your presence. Uh, Thank you that we get to worship you every day. We also thank you for all the blessings that you continue to give to this congregation. Um, It's it's a multitude. We could go on and on. Uh, We are so thankful for uh, your love towards us, walking with us. Lord Jesus, we, are, we want to honor you today for your sacrifice, for your resurrection, that gives us power to live um, like you. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for constantly being with us and reminding us of what Jesus uh, did for us. So I pray that this meeting would um, be an encouragement to all, full of good information, but also a nice interaction between the congregation. Fill this place with your presence, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, uh, the bulk of the day is um, for to talk uh, to have the transition team talk and give an update, and the pastoral search committee give their update, and then we we allowed um, plenty of Q and A afterwards. We're assuming there'll be plenty of questions. We'll see if that's the way it shapes up. You never know. Um, when when I give a lot of space, there's not a lot of questions. When I don't give any space, there's a lot of questions. So. We'll see what's on your hearts today. So the first one is the Transition Committee, Uh, Marie.
1: Okay, Tim's taller than I am. Good morning. Um, There's really not a huge amount of stuff to update you with, um, but there's two things that kind of came to mind. One of them is the celebration party. And there are several uh, people that are very involved in that. And that's where a lot of our energy and time and thinking is going on at this point. So um, while you may not see it, there's lots and lots of plans going on. um, And um, invitations will be going out at some point. um, And I can't tell you anymore. So, Um, but I wanna thank the members of the team. I think it's Audrey, uh, Esther, Judy Hollinger, who's away this weekend. Uh, May Steinrock, Gwen Doggett, Cindy DelVecchio. Um, Did I get everybody Audrey? Okay. Okay, sorry. Hi. Shall I repeat it again? (laughs) Um, And the other avenue, which is slowly, um, I don't want to say confusing, but not as clear, is how do we support the uh, John Shelley and their going? How do we support the congregation and the staff in the interim? And then how do we support the new pastor? And a lot of that we just don't know yet. Um, Manny Hackman has actually been interviewing people individually because one of the things that for me is like, I, I don't know if anything's going on if we don't know anything's going on. Um, and to just ask people how you doing is really a good idea. So that's what he's been doing. And if he contacts you, um, feel free to say whatever um, you're willing to say, but he's collecting that data, and then I get to read it, and a lot of this stuff has been very, very helpful in thinking about what, you know, once John and Shelly go, what would be the next steps until we bring somebody in? So um, if he emails you or calls you, please uh, get back to him, um, because what you have on your heart is really important to us. And you can come to me or other members of the team, and that would be Don Myers, Manny, um, Kathy Nicoletti, Dave and Esther Miller. Did I get them all? That's the party team. So it's like a subcommittee, but um, those are the people that are kind of planning the party. And that's pretty much it. More to come. Uh, April 21st, I think, right? Um, at New Life Dresher, starting around 6.30. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, there's a lot of advantages. We've gone through it a couple times, and um, the facilities are very nice. There's lots of good working bathrooms, which is always my wonder. It's all on one level, um, there's, and there's lots of off-street parking. So facility-wise, it really is going to be a great time. Any other questions? Well, Thanks. Uh, we have, but if you have any names you want to make sure we do, um, Shelly has given us a lot of names. John had a mailing list for donors that we've gone through, so we, we have sent it. This week, um, I've been working on the website. I've been working on how do we do it through social media, things like that, to make sure that we reach as many people as we can. But if there's any names, just forward it to me. It's Whitehead at gmail.com. Easy to remember, because um, I know there are people we may have missed.
0: We'll have uh, Tom come up in a second to do the update for the pastoral search committee. Um, one one thing has come up. Hold on. Tom and I, as we we're going through the process, as they're starting to interview candidates, we were talking about some things in the Book of Church Order. Um, it w- it was a different issue. It had something to do. It had to do with nominations. Um, but as I was reading through this Book of Church Order, um. We are, we are not quite official, and we need to make things official. Um, so we're—the um, Book of Church Order says that we are to um, call a congregational meeting to elect a pulpit committee. What we did is we got nominations from the congregation, and then the elders took all those nominations, and we, you know, most nominations at the top. And then what we did is we took those nominations that you gave us, and we created a diverse, as diverse of a committee as we could. The only thing we didn't do is officially elect them. So we will have to do that once we have a quorum today. We will have to uh, officially elect them to be official with the Book of Church Order, which we want to do. Okay? So any questions on that? That means you, you, have a trans, you have a pastoral search committee that's been working for a while, but they have never been officially elected by you, and we want to make sure that you do that. <clears throat> yes? That's according to the PCA Book of Church Order. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I wonder how costly that would be. Yeah. They might have to. I don't know. I don't think so. Questions on, any other questions on that? Yeah, we have to have in the minutes this. It's important. Although I think our presbytery is about five years behind looking over minutes, so we might get away with it, but let's not try to get away with it. Let's make things official. Um, so questions before I bring up Tom? Any confusion about that? Yes. Yes. You want to give it, Dave? Uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> you're going to ask me biblical rationation for Book of Church Order. Um, I think you might be a better man for that. Uh, hold on Hold on for a sec. And we had the tape going? Okay, good. Thank you. We just want to make sure everything's being taped.
2: <laughs> there's there's uh, biblical wisdom for it. It's not just the you know our Presbyterian elders wanting to be a pain in the you know what. It's the rationale actually comes from the book of church, uh, the, the book of Acts when Paul and Barnabas were set apart by the church and sent out. It was the church that called Paul and Barnabas. So that's the rationale behind it. Uh, the Book of Church Order is calling on the congregation to be actively engaged in calling men to, to serve. It's, re- it's really important. It's, so, uh, yep. Yeah, so throw your vote.
0: As long as I've known new life, as long as I've been a part of new life, we've been kind of relaxed about the Book of Church Order. We don't want to be relaxed about the Book of Church Order when it comes to important matters. Um, yes? Mike. Yes, yes, we have. That's that's what we're we we love the spirit of it. Uh, Don't ever get me wrong. I want to be. I want to go on record. I love the Book of Church Order. I have nothing against the Book of Church Order. (laughs) That's on tape. (laughs) So, any other questions? Any other confusion about that? All right. We do have a quorum. Um, how, many, how many people we have on there? Okay. Okay. So you're, yes, Bob. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if it
3: would be, I'm just wondering if it might be a little um, uh, better order to hear the report of what the committee has been doing, and then it, we'll be able to vote with a little bit more knowledge.
0: <laughs> All right, Lord, uh, give me some wisdom here. I want to read the names of your, of your committee. They have been doing a lot of work, and they've been doing great work. Here's your committee members that you'll be voting on, um, and I'll decide when. <laughs> Pam Bryan, Grace Del Vecchio, Tom D. Rivera, Karen Hamilton, Bob Hames, Jesse Heath, Brian Mast, Jose Negron, and Sarah Trot. Need that repeated? Yeah, stand up. Yeah, yeah, stand up as I call your names. Pam Bryan, Grace Delvecchio, Tom D. Rivera, Karen Hamilton, Bob Haynes, Jesse Heath, Brian Mast, Jose Negron, and Sarah Trot. That's a good committee. All uh, right, you can be seated. I think, uh, although I do appreciate your, uh, your opinion, Bob, I think we're going to take the vote, unless anybody has an objection to that. Okay. All those in favor, this, this will be the transferring from the pastoral Search Committee. They will now be the Pulpit Committee. It will be official. So all those in favor of this, the voting for this committee, say aye. aye. Any opposed? Okay, thank you. We are now official. It feels good. It feels good. All right, Tom, come on up here, brother.
4: Good morning, everybody. On behalf of the pulpit committee, I want to thank you for electing us to do this work today. So um, the, the names have been read. I was going to go over them again, but um, you've seen us. You know who we are. Um, We are at your disposal for this process. And we have been. And we hope that's been clear, too. So uh, by way of update, I just want to say that as a committee, we've been— and this is a a statement that we put together as a committee. And most of the time when I speak to you, it's going to be something that our committee has looked at and approved. As a committee, we've been praying, talking, and learning together with the goal of being used by the Lord to discover— the man God wants in this position. So that's the goal being used by the Lord to discover the man God wants in this position. So, uh, in order to explain a little bit further about what we've been doing since uh, the beginning of our task, we want to share with you the other activities. So, just some data, some highlights. Since May of 2017, that's when we first met, uh, the committee has accomplished the following. We have met together 14 times. We have received and reviewed 27 applications. We we have uh, collectively listened to approximately 30 sermons. That's approximate because different ones, you know, parts of sermons and sermons that we could find. And lately, most lately, we have interviewed several candidates. Now... um, this interview process is gonna continue from now until we come to an agreement and make our recommendation to the congregation. As Dave said, that's directly from the Book of Church Order. We recommend to the congregation the person that God has laid on our hearts. So we covet your prayers, we ask you to pray for us as we seek wisdom from God, unity in our team, and guidance of God's spirit in the process. So this is just a personal note that I added. Uh, We were uh, praying and worshiping at our last meeting together, and the song that was selected by one of our other committee members was uh, the one that we sing here, uh, Father of Lights, the one that starts out Asante Baba, because it's in like five different languages, the lyrics. And uh, one of the phrases uh, that had been going over in my mind over and over again from that song Uh, during the week uh, preceding that meeting was the phrase in the chorus where it says all we need you supply all we need you supply so uh, we have a a pretty big need for a new pastor Um, that's pretty evident and we're heading down that road right now we are very thankful that we have come this far in the process to this point at this time because um, it's not an easy process to um, for a congregation to decide who to um, call to the pastorate. So um, we just want to thank you for your support and confidence and your votes as we we trust God to supply all our needs, especially this need for our congregation. So that's our official statement our, it's not 15 minutes, but that tells you what we've been doing How we're approaching it and where we hope to be with that goal. So, um, the rest of the time is open to questions. I guess first we'll take questions in particular. Yeah, you want to say some comments? Um,
0: Yeah, just also from uh, the Book of Church Order to give you an idea of the the process some more. After the, a church shall proceed to elect a pastor in the following manner. The session shall call a congregational meeting to elect a pulpit committee. We talked about that. The pulpit committee shall, after consultation and deliberation, recommend to the congregation a pastoral candidate who in its judgment fulfills the constitutional requirements of that office, according to the Book of Ch- Church order, and is most suited to, the profitable, to be profitable to the spiritual interest of the congregation. So there the key words is consultation and deliberation. So as, as this committee begins to narrow down their candidates, they can start doing all kinds of consultation. They can be asking the elders. They can be bringing in staff members uh, to give input. They can be getting any type of input they want to make the type of deliberation they need. And then the, they will recommend a candidate. And once we have a candidate, that candidate will come before you. You'll, you'll hear them preach, you'll get a chance to interact with them, and then we will call an election in order to, either, in order to hopefully elect that candidate. If not, for some reason, then you go to the next candidate. Um, there, there, there seems to be some confusion about this because I've had, my, personally, a number of questions. Like, can we bring more than one candidate? Well, no. Not according to the Book of Church Order, and there's a lot of wisdom in that because let's say we brought two candidates. Let's say the committee brought two candidates, and half the congregation likes one, and half the congregation likes the other. I mean, it's you can see there's a great potential for division in the body of Christ. So the the wisdom I think of the Book of Church Order is that the, the committee does all this really hard work and brings us one candidate, and then you have to decide if that candidate is your next pastor. So uh, a- any questions on that? Okay.
4: For, for an outside candidate, is it a simple majority?
0: It, it is a majority.
4: Just 51%. It, yes.
0: Um, i have to double-check that. But, it, but it, let's say the one situation the Book of Church Order talks about is you, if you have a large minority who doesn't want this candidate. Let, we, our job is to elect the moderator of that, that meeting. It might be me, it might be a member of the session. Um, At that point, let's say it's me moderating that congregational meeting, and we have a large minority that says, we don't want this person as our candidate. My job as the moderator is to convince the majority not not to go proceed to elect that candidate. If they continue to insist, then that candidate is elected. So that's the basic process. Okay. By the way, I encourage everybody to read the book of church order. You know, it's great reading, man. Um, you should. I mean, you really should know what you're voting for. Yes, uh, we need, and there is an app. There is an app. Um, yeah, we need the mic.
5: So, the idea of the majority being wise about a vocal minority. I think it's very important. I was a part of a process as a young man in a, another conservative biblical Presbyterian denomination, and their process is, was such that there was a vote on the candidate, not to call, but to a vote that this would be the person that we would consider calling. Because the vocal majority, the vocal minority, <clears throat> um, was such that. The majority said, no way do we want this candidate with this vocal minority. So the, although the vote for the person was 55-45, to consider the call, the vote was vastly against this person because of the large majority. And, and it's, it's, I, I think that there's wisdom in that process. And I don't, I don't think that, Tim, it's going to be a one vote and done, boom, it's over. I think everybody needs to see that. It's a process here.
0: It's a process, but it will come to a vote. Yeah, I mean, eventually, you all the all the interaction you'll have with this candidate. Eventually, there will come a vote. Yeah, Priscilla.
6: so so um, I. This is a question for the transition team, as maybe also for the leader. You know, the pastors. Yeah. What? How are you going to involve the rest of us so that we're not just presented with a what what feels like a fate accompli at the end? Like I know that Tim said, well, you you can get input any way you want but i know i don't know if it's other ch- churches or other denominations i know I, I always hear that people bring people in to preach and meet people and stuff yeah. like that and yeah. not just one person but um multiple people
7: not i mean just multiple, one person. yeah not
6: just in other words you know it's great you guys have listened to 30 sermons but i think that the rest of the congregation would like to be a little more involved than just getting yeah, to the Was that not end. clear from my statement? No, it wasn't. Okay.
0: <laughs> Again, yeah, sure.
8: So we did talk about that in our last meeting and I think we felt as a group that that would probably cause a, populi- a popularity contest. Um, and that we were going to wait to ask people to preach or meet the entire congregation until we had narrowed it down, just because we don't want to cause division. And uh,
6: I, I'm just see, I'm just not sure that that's actually a valid um, conclusion.
0: I'm a little confused. What what's going to happen again is when they have this candidate, the committee has the candidate. They're going to recommend this candidate to the congregation. They're going to present them. And then we will have meetings where you get to meet the candidate, you get to meet the candidate's wife, you hear him preach. It's not going to be just this kind of one-shot deal. It can't be. Yeah, it's going to be over. It has to be over a period of time. So to the, to the congregation feels comfortable enough where they can actually vote. It can't be just this one sh, one-shot deal. Does, yeah, sure. Uh, but wait for the mic. Tim, uh, you're me, brother. <laughs> I. Uh, I that's how much she loves you, see that's great I love that, go ahead I ben.
9: think I understand Priscilla's question if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's like we're asking you to, to almost like marry this person you haven't even met the other quarters the other people who are courting us so is that kind of like what you're saying so I think what she's saying is she'd like, a, she'd like more of a window into who the other people are so that she can make a decision a, a valid decision Um, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, we, is that, is that what you're saying, Priscilla? Hold on, hold on. We need, we need the mic so people can hear. I know it's.
6: I know other churches bring multiple candidates in to preach and then everybody gets to hear them. And, and in Christian schools that I've worked in, candidates for headmaster, they're brought in to meet the staff and interview, and, you know, we talk to them. You know, it's not just one person. So it just feels we have a, we have a history in this church of kind of just doing things and the congregation just rubber stamping what's been done. And
0: Yeah, we're not asking for a rubber stamp. But according to the book of church order, and we the elders agree with this process, we bring a candidate. And she was, she was. Uh, Sarah was just saying, Randy neighbors. We've gotten a lot of consultation already from Randy neighbors, uh, from New City Network. He's coming again back in March, so we're going to get some more feedback from him. But we've also gotten similar feedback from him. It just. We, we just think there's too much potential for division, and we, what, at that point, you have to trust the committee. That's the whole reason you, you ask the committee to do the hard work. Um, you can, you can give input, and they, okay. they, what, and what that if, consultation is what's important because they, they're not just going to consult a couple people. They're going to be drawing people in okay. even as they interview. What
6: about if they make the top three candidates' sermons available for us to listen to?
0: You and I, we're going to go round and round on this one, but it's not going to happen. I, so, uh, I, pre- I do appreciate the spirit of it. I do. It's just, it's just not the way the process is set for we not only have to trust the committee, but we also have to trust our traditions and our Book of Church Orders and the people who wrote it. So
10: That's what I was going to say. I mean, we voted for this committee. It's diverse. We wanted it, and I think we trust them. I mean, if we can't trust our committee, I question why we're at this church. So that might be harsh, but we trust the people. Direct. That-
3: we, we can, we, a, I, no, I, I appreciate it. I am
10: it. a person who says it like I see it. Yeah, That's those. what
0: I like about you, Dean.
10: So therefore, yeah. if you don't trust, I mean, go and ask the people some of the questions that you have. And, and Tom, I mean, Tim, I love you, brother. But Tom's the head of the committee. Could you let him answer these questions, too? Um, Thank you. <laughs> Church order?
0: Yeah, I can. But I'm, pr- procedure, it, has, it should come from an elder.
4: I don't have any problem answering the questions. Here's a copy of that same thing that Tim read from the Book of Church Order. It was in my back pocket because we've been dealing with this together, working through it with the committee and with the elders. We have two elders, by the way, on the committee, so we often go to them to get information back from the session. Yes, uh, who has the mic? Uh,
7: Yeah. Tom, I have a question for you, kind of related to what I've heard so far. I don't know how to put this, but let's say for our conversation, this is only for our conversation day. we don't accept this person. My question is, um, has, is there a process or a procedure or something similar where you have a second candidate that the committee would consider mm-hmm. or a third candidate? Right. So that would be the, my, my question. In your, in your process, let's say you, you have a top candidate and you're, that person is going to be um, brought before the congregation, but are there, is there a second person that you would choose and then a third person?
4: Yeah, we, um, we have gone through this questioning process ourselves in, in seeking to identify the process we would use to represent you. And um, we have started the interview process, but did you notice that we said, Several we've interviewed several candidates. Without being specific about how many or who they are, we want to we want to have people that we are considering available. And yes, there would be alternates, which would probably most likely come from that group, but could come from others that we find out about during that process of consultation and deliberation, which we're entering into right now. Does that answer that question? Okay. Next. Any other questions? Yes. Mike's coming to you. Hold on. Not Mike. (laughs) Hopefully
6: this one won't be uh, quite as painful. Maybe a short answer. Uh, Mine's more on the other end. Um, What are you telling the candidates about the atmosphere of our church?
4: Well, we're trying to... uh, (laughs) That we're wonderful, first of all. (laughs) Is that short enough? No. Oh, right, that. yeah, like, so in relation to the PCA and the Book of Church Order and the process that we're going through, um, I don't think that has come up yet, uh, directly with candidates, but by virtue of the process, we're, they're getting to know who we are in the process. And that's, um, I can say that the interview process includes all of the committee members, so that gives them a flavor of who we are in our diversity right from the get-go, and that's been very effective. Okay.
10: So, oh, I just wanted to to clarify. I, um, having been ruled by the Book of Church Order since birth, um, <laughs> I have issues with it and love for it at the same time, but. One thing over the years that I have learned is that there are certain positions in a Presbyterian church that the elders pick and present to the congregation. That includes, I forget what, but one is youth director or, or, you know, whatever. There are certain things that is not the case with pastor. We are going through a whole different process than anything we've seen since we've been here. We are going through a process where guys do the work, Guys and and women do the work of sifting, and then they present someone for us to get to know, and that's different. We're going to get to know them. We're going to have a period of time when we're dating them and having them over and having fun with them and arguing with them and whatever, and then we're going to vote. That's a very, very different thing than... Then when Suler came, when Tim came, when Seth came, when all these different, it's a very different process. And I think it allows for a lot more interaction, a lot more knowledge of the person.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, there, there's different, even pastors. When I came on as an assistant pastor, you didn't have to vote on that. Congregation is allowed to, they brought me on, I mean, the, the, the elders brought me on as an assistant. But as soon as I became, became associate, you had to vote for me. So even, there, there's, there's a certain flexibility. But when we have what we call associate pastors or lead pastors, what Grace said is absolutely true. So there is some distinction, even among the pastor roles, but not, but not in this case. Um, do you want to... and, then you can...
8: and as a rebellious person, um, which my husband could... Affirm. Um, I, I share Priscilla's concern about things being top down, but this process, actually, we were kind of shocked to find that we don't, like the session doesn't agree on this. We make our decision and we present it to you, and the session doesn't have a veto. So it's still a committee making the first decision, but that's a committee which is pulled from throughout the church and is not the session. So that's sort of a check on the power of the session to just put whoever they want who's you know the same old same old not that they would do that but (laughs) you know (laughs) but if we're concerned about that which i think you know that's part of the heart of this 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 rule is that it comes from the congregation and the people you guys chose so some comfort
4: sue can you wait a second pete you have a question So um, the answer is that we, are not, we have chosen as a committee not to reveal the people that we're interviewing to avoid factions within the greater body of the church. And we're gonna stick with that until we make our recommendation of one person. And at that point, the vote will determine after that, after the getting to know you phase of that uh, person that we put forward is done. Bob, do you want to speak? You've got to get the mic behind you.
3: Okay. And that's also to, um, to uh, we promise confidentiality to those that are, um, uh, that are candidating until time to, you know, until, until time to reveal the one that, uh, that we pick.
1: Just, just so- a quick question. How
6: long is that getting to know you phase? Is there a...
4: It hasn't been defined in time yet. Right, we know the time constraint that we're under, Pam is saying, but we haven't uh, determined the time.
10: Um, He already had his turn. Um, Okay, so two questions that maybe I'm just like the one that I wanna know, like kind of black and white kind of stuff but I'll just be blunt, is there a minimum age required? And are we assuming that whoever the committee calls or recommends has had real urban mission experience?
4: Yeah, those are two considerations that we've had as a part of our complete interview and application process, considering those things. And so yes, they are being considered, but there's no minimum age per se. We haven't, we, we, we generally came up with a consensus about what we'd be looking for. But, yes, Sue?
7: This should be a fairly easy one. Do you guys have any kind of time scale in mind where you suspect that you'll be able to present someone to us?
4: Um, I think at our last meeting we started to talk about this and we thought before uh, school's out by June we would have our, perhaps our first, perhaps, you know, it would be sometime before that for our uh, recommendation to the congregation.
2: I thought Pastor John was going to be leave before that, now, yeah? Or is that just his? He's uh, going on
4: sabbatical, but the, the position doesn't actually start till the middle of September. That's why I said earlier that we we're thankful for where we are in the process at this point.
11: Oh, just a comment that this just this discussion is like stirring things up in, inside of me, just you know saying goodbye to John, um, the whole solar thing that was so painful. and just to be uh, it's it, you know making me realize how much we need to be prayerful about this, and I just exhort all of us to pray and have faith that God's going to lead us through this
4: Amen. We ask you for your prayers. and Dave Miller in the back.
2: Yeah, two things, uh, picking up on Debbie's thing, and it sort of relates to uh, Priscilla's thing. We are trusting the spirit to lead us, not the committee. So that means we're praying. That's what you see again in the book of Acts. Uh, So that's the one thing. The other thing is uh, I think I'm right that the, the session does have uh, veto power because what you see in the Book of Acts again is that it's the church that calls Paul and Barnabas, but it's the elders that lay their hands on them and confer authority to them. So if uh, you know if the committee ends up uh, electing and nominating a guy that's a Zoroastrian, uh, and the and the congregation votes on him, the elders can hack that down. Uh, so that's where the elders step in in terms of uh, conferring authority and conferring that, yes, this person is uh, fit for office and has our blessing and has authority. They become authoritative over us then as a congregation. You understand? But the spirit thing is the big thing I wanted to emphasize for prayer. Debbie, great stuff.
3: Uh, just for clarification, you mentioned wanting to meet We'll get to meet the candidate's wife. Does that mean that all the candidates so far are married, or ideally the pers- man would be married, or is it open to single men?
4: Yeah, it would be open to single men. It is, um, and you would meet the spouse of married men. Does that answer the question? Um, there's one over here and one in Pam. There's three more.
7: Um, I want to speak to follow on Marie's point for the Transition Committee, but also for the Pastoral Search Committee as well. Regarding the Transition Committee, Marie is correct that um, I have been contacting people. I have contacted some of you already. Um, So I'm going to continue to do that. I would say when I do that, this is your voice to say something. It's real important that you do that. So, so, and the questions that I have are general questions, they're not targeted um, in any way. So, I think that's, so when I do call you, I'm just encouraging you to, whatever you need to say, go ahead and say that. Um, in terms of the Pastoral Search Committee, or um, the Pulpit Committee, I should say, um, I believe, and Tom and the other team, you can correct me, you have something, a uh, communication device on file that people can, if there are further questions that you didn't, you, forget, you forgot when, you, when this meeting ends, please, by all means, contact the pulpit committee through that device, I think it's, it's on the website, you can explain more about that.
4: Right, there is a, a email address, a Google email address, it's new life phillysearch at gmailcom that you can send any questions to, and all of all of the committee members have access to that. You can also con- in person contact any one of the committee members, either by phone or in person to to give a question or input to the committee.
1: Um, When Manny collected some of the information, he sent me a spreadsheet, it's so cool to kind of look through it, and one of the things that came out of a suggestion from somebody, he doesn't identify who these people are, he knows who they are, but we're just, when I get it, I just see the comments. Um, And while there's no definitive plan yet, after John leaves there was some expression of do we get together as a community, what does it mean maybe to, I don't know, have a prayer service or something like that, so uh, we're thinking in terms of that. We just don't have it fleshed out. But uh, it really resonated with me because this is bittersweet. It's, it's this John and Shelley are going, and I've known John since he's been an elder. Not well at that point, but uh, at the original New Life Church. So there's just been a long history of it, and yet, you know, how do we— emotionally kind of move to the next step. So, um, as that firms up a little bit more, and obviously from getting input from people, we'll have more information about it.
5: I just have one point that I want to make. Um, I want to point out that this is, this is the process. It's not like we're waiting for them to give us something, and that's the main event. This is the main event. And the main event, meaning us, Uh, getting used to the whole process we can expect that some people will look at this process or the candidate and say "Uh -uh, I have a problem with that that's to be expected and let's let's just bring that out you know and um, and part of the part of the main in my opinion the main event is Getting us it's almost like the transition committee should be working on helping the church get through this process Because that's the transition process versus the strict almost like constitutionally defined Way that we have to choose one and I just want to point out that that process is so important as we go through this as we work with one another. It's uh, we're in the we're in the event right now and that's, a, and that's a good thing as we work with one another and, you know, listen to the Spirit of God. As someone who's been through difficult, difficult pastoral transitions, um, this is the process. This is where this, we need to pray that the Spirit's working right now here, you know. Thank you. Um, now that um, I see
0: John here, you had some car trouble, brother? Uh, um, a part of this Q&A, we wanted to – if you have questions for John or Shelley, feel free to ask those too. Um, yeah, any questions you have for those guys, they'll do their best. So, um, you- yeah. so
10: My question being, so if there is a minority – Um, if there is a minority big or small do we hear their concerns and is it like private or public they're expressing their concerns
4: according to the book of church order it's done during the vote and the moderator who is a member of presbytery will be over that vote so he will um, handle that and try to convince the majority to not go through with the vote if there's a large minority that doesn't agree um it doesn't mention that, but I'm sure if there was a small majority, their concerns would also be adequately addressed. Yeah, it would be done in the, in, during, yeah. during the meeting. Yeah, because yeah, that's, a, that's a special congregational meeting drawn or put forth for the voting process. So all of it takes place
3: during that. All right. I just have a quick comment. Um, The Word of God says that in Romans 12, if you have the Holy Spirit-given gift of leadership to lead diligently. And uh, I just really want to thank God for uh, placing Tom in that place. He is leading diligently, and I thank God for you.
5: When it gets to the stage
0: of hearing someone preach and meeting someone, will that be when it's down to one candidate? Yes. So we will, in advance of the voting, know who the one candidate has
4: been Yes, because we will have made our, that will be our recommendation to the congregation. The recommendation is not part of the voting process or done on that day of the vote. It's done prior to that when we will make our recommendation to the congregation. And I'm not exactly sure what form that will be, but it will probably be in some kind of announcement from the church to the congregation.
3: congregation. Thank you.
2: So after that preaching, is there another vote or is that it? There
4: has not been a vote at that point yet.
2: Okay.
6: I'm concerned about all the important things happening during the summer. Have you thought about how you're going to handle people vacationing during this hugely important time?
4: We've thought about it, and that's one of the reasons in our most recent discussion we talked about making this recommendation as soon as possible, first of all, and then for sure before summer break starts happening. So, yeah, that's been taken into consideration.
2: Yeah, Yeah, we as a family know how important that is because... We have, we were uh, refinancing our uh, mortgage this past year, and it was happening during the summer, and we were out, her father was out. Eventually, it just went off the, you know, they, they said, you know, you're taking too much time. So uh, we found out how important those summers are.
11: So I have a question. Obviously, we have a lot of different opinions here about a lot of different things, and you as a committee, Do you ever anticipate that you might come up with several candidates that you're going to have trouble determining which is the best to present to us? And the reason I bring that up is I'm going to give an analogy, and it might sound weird, but everybody's been to white elephant parties, and you have a white elephant party, and you can pick the gift that's already open and exposed or one that we don't know. And often it's hard because you have to, I see most people pick the one that's not been open because they don't trust that, that's not better than what they see. So I think Mm -hmm. you're calling us to trust you, and I feel like we do. We have to trust that you've presented the best candidate, Mm -hmm. and there's not two others that might be Mm -hmm. as excellent. So do you anticipate that being a problem, that you have to present to us first your finest and best candidate? And what do you do if you're not in agreement?
4: Well, um, first of all, I can already give testimony to the fact that that has been an issue, because the whole process of, of considering who is a huge thing for us. It's uh, a, lot, it's, it's, uh, it's a um, very important decision that has to be made. So as we've been going through candidates, we have been uh, constantly talking about that tension, about somebody that's known, somebody that's not known, somebody that uh, is, could be more familiar with this environment, someone who isn't, someone who's from a different environment but may, you know, fit into our church. So that has been a tension that we've been dealing with already. And um, we are, the, the main thing is that in, in quite, quite differently than a white elephant cell, <laughs> the, or, or a white elephant uh, party, um, we are trusting that God is going to lead us to a consensus about who we think as your representatives is the best candidate that God has given to us to consider, and and that's all we can do. We can can consider who God has led to us as we have been doing, and then at the time that we think it's right that we present that person. Yes. Pam, you want to say something about that? (coughs)
9: Pam, so. I, I just want to encourage you that we have not taken lightly the prayer part of this aspect in fact I think that we would say our prayer and our worship and our yieldedness to each other and listening to God and his word is, to, is, is what we do best so you can trust that we are not looking at facts and faces we're looking at, okay, what is the church's mission? Where do we want to go? What do we hear God saying? What have we been exposed to? How can we help protect the body as we move through? So we are, we are, we, we, we have almost 300 emails between each other talking about these kind of things. So it, it is not taken lightly. And please um, talk to each one of us if you want to. I, I can agree with Priscilla. If I had to go through this, I would be like, what? You know, but... We, we represent the y, a wide variety of congregants here, so your voice is heard and we express it at the table over lots of snacks because we have to eat a lot to get through a meeting.
4: <laughs> we, we, we also uh, don't have to trust that the pulpit committee has picked the best candidate because we can always say no to whoever it is that they bring to us. I mean, I actually really like this pulpit committee because there are people on it that I would not actually want on my pulpit committee. (laughs) Um, There are people that I would definitely disagree with, and so I believe it will bring a
3: better, more rounded, better representative candidate. But we are still free to say, no, no way, not that person.
8: Hi, I'm a newbie, so I don't know everyone on the committee. So I was wondering um, whether it's possible for the committee just to name or list some qualities that you are looking for in a candidate so I can kind of, like, be on the same page?
4: I can uh, direct you right to that information. It's publicly available. (laughs) It's on the announcement that we put together as a committee. So if you're wondering how what we're looking for in a pastor <clears throat> excuse me I would encourage you to consult the new life webpage under about and then look under search committee updates and you'll see the actual um, announcement there and that gives the proce- that gives the result of the process that we went through since May of coming up with an announcement that describes exactly what we were we felt like we were led to look for in a pastor. Is that good? Yeah. Yes, Lee. Uh,
3: I just wanted to observe that we have an example of the other approach, the beauty contest approach in the 2016 election, and it wasn't pretty. So (laughs) trust the process.
9: (laughs)
4: any other questions for either uh, succession or for transition yes grace and
10: uh... as one of the most strong willed people in the world I just want to um, ask all of us to pray that we will trust each other that we will trust our leadership that we will trust each other and not gossip and say, I can't believe they're, man, 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 man. That is a temptation. This is a big change. Mm-hmm. And with any change, there are losses and there are glorious additions. And so I just want to call us all to pray and be humble, hold our opinions lightly. We could get a pastor that you think, I cannot believe this guy is here, and God can change your mind and glorify himself with somebody that you aren't comfortable with. So I am not very generous about that kind of stuff. I know what I want, and I'm right, and, you know, whatever. So, so I'm coming to you as someone who needs to work on this in my own heart, and I just hope we can all work together to love each other and trust each other in this process.
4: Good. Pam, Moore. Oh, Mark's there. Yeah, one more.
10: Pam?
8: I just want to conclude um, just by saying how much I appreciate um, just hearing I was stunned by the amount of work that you guys have already put into this. And I am overwhelmed by that amount of work, and I know I couldn't do it. I know I don't have that kind of time. And I just want to voice my appreciation to each one of you for doing that and taking that on and just, you know, uh, yeah, that's it.
4: Yeah, thank you on behalf of the committee. And all of us in the committee know that no one of us could do all that work either. So it's been a joint effort. And yes, Sarah, quick. Yeah.
8: I just wanted to reassure you a little bit more because um, I'd be really fussy about this if I weren't on the committee probably. Um, so when we're sitting there talking, I've been kind of shocked because many of us on the committee are strong-willed, we might say. Um I've just been really shocked by our submissiveness to each other um, and how often one of us is saying, okay, well, how is this candidate going to come across to someone who's 14 who's not here or someone who's 74 or someone who's uneducated or someone who's addicted? Or We're, we're really looking. I don't hear a lot of people talking about what they want. I hear a lot of people talking about, how is this person going to meet the needs of and we 're talking about even specific people? What is Joe Smith going to think of this person? So we are really trying our best to look out for all of your needs, even when it 's not what we want
0: Yeah, thank you uh, yeah, I appreciate the tone that we 're ending on. I just I just, just want to say this I, I say it pretty frequently but frequently. But this is a great problem to have, that we are a diverse group of people. And we we reflect, not perfectly, but we reflect the body of Christ. And it's a marvelous problem to have. A lot of churches don't have these challenges. But let's celebrate the fact of what God's doing in our midst. And I also love, I just love the the tone of humility and submission to one another. It, it's just so important in this day and age of division and um, let, let's just keep reminding that. I mean, reminding ourselves of that. And um, just on a personal note, 2017, I was glad to see it leave. It was a, a year of great suffering for my family. I won't go into all the details of that. But it, God uses that suffering to to humble us. And one of the things that's emerging from all this suffering in my family and um, is... It, Intimacy in prayer. I've asked God for intimacy in prayer all my life, and He chose to give it through suffering. And I wanted that with my my, my wife, and we're beginning to have this intimacy in prayer. It comes. It comes through um, suffering with Christ. It it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it com- I'm beginning to think it just doesn't come any other way. So there, there are all kinds of challenges. There are all kinds of kind of turmoils that go within us. We're, we're strongly opinionated people. I don't think there's anything wrong with that most of the time. But it always has to move towards humility. And, I, and to hear, just to hear Sarah say how much they're humbling each other, hum, being humble before each other and listening to one another, that's exactly what we're, we're asking God to do in this team. And I also want to thank the team, both teams for all the hard work that's done. So let's pray together. Lord, you are the one that suffered for us. And you're the one that when you came to earth as a little baby and then grew to be a man, when you were a man and you went into the ministry, you said, I'm only doing what my father tells me to do. And so I pray for both committees that they would only do what the father tells them to do. And um, they would follow your example, even if it leads to some suffering and, and challenges. May they know, and may all of us know, that these challenges are how you take the refining fire and get rid of the dross in our lives, that we might have deep intimacy with you as a congregation. That is, that is what we're looking for, Lord, and only you can make it happen by your Spirit. So we are pleading that your Spirit would keep moving and leading for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you so much. Uh, If you don't have, there's agendas. You can see what's coming up next week, and I look forward to worshiping with you in about 25 minutes.